Welcome to Sustainably in Love with your hosts Sebastian and Guilherme. We're going to be embarking ourselves on an endless journey to raise massive awareness debunking sustainability in fashion. Yeah, right, everyone talks about it, but what do they really mean? Is it organic, recycled, plastic-free products? Slow fashion circular economy business models? Or maybe all the way up to ethical fashion and fair trade social values? So much to debunk, so much to uncover. Come on, join us and let's get into it. Hi everyone and welcome to Sustainably in Love. This is your co-host Guilherme. Uh, today we're diving deeper in fashion technology, uh, particularly in artificial intelligence and what a hot topic this has been uh, for fashion. I think that everyone believes that technology can support the fashion industry, but there are a lot of voices and one of them, Lisa Lang, that premiered on Sustainably in Love, they have been saying that have been very critical about the little developments that the industry has been having in tech. Well, today we'll cover that for sure. I'm here with Alexandra Zaitseva from Precise.ai. Hi, Alexandra. You guys are based um, as an artificial intelligence data-driven company that automatically creates 3D models of the body and matches it to product data and user return behavior, right? How are you doing today, Alexandra? I'd love for you to walk us a little bit more through and even prior to tackling a lot of the topics that we want to have today, I'd love to hear a little bit about the history of Precise and your history within the company. Hi, thanks a lot for having me. Yes, um, and thanks a lot for the introduction. As you said, uh, we are developing a body scanning software and a sizing tool for fashion e-commerce to reduce returns uh, and make uh, the e-commerce business for clothing more sustainable. Um, when we started one and a half years ago, we saw that there were questionnaire solutions on the market, there were picture solutions. And so we started uh, to experiment with videos. So what we did in the very beginning was we used videos of users returning around once uh, to actually define their body measurements. So from a rotation of the person, we created a 3D body model, we extracted the body measurements, and then we saw how good they are. And in the very beginning, we measured so many people manually, you cannot believe it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, but actually it worked pretty well, and uh, we continued this journey. Um, but the big problem is uh, the perfect size and the perfect fit. So we saw that we actually need to match these body measurements to product data. And this is where the AI part comes in. Exactly. <laughs> so um, it's no secret that product data is, um, can be different can be better, can be worse. Um, and for now, uh, we have like a multi-way approach. So we are actually taking all the data which we can get from our customers, uh, brand level data, general data, whatever they have, whatever they can provide us with. And then we match these body measurements to the uh, clothing measurements. And uh, because as I just said, it's no secret at all that this product data can be misleading from time to time. We are also taking into account user behavior and return behavior, especially. 
so that after a few weeks of actually a shop using Precise, uh, we can guarantee very, very good size recommendations. Now, actually, uh, what we um, also just launched, which is pretty interesting, because we talked to so many shops and they told us like, yeah, your sizing tool is, sounds super nice, but actually, you know, the user has to turn around once, it's so much effort. Um, we also combined it now with a questionnaire solution. So we, okay. of course, um, rather want the people to turn around because we know that this is like the perfect size that they can get. Uh, but um, yeah, still uh, the questionnaire solution also helps in, in many cases, but we actually tell the people that if you really want to make sure that uh, the clothes will fit perfectly, we really suggest that you uh, take this video now and uh, well, <laughs> it's uh, just a one-time effort of 10 seconds, but you get a good fitting clothing yeah. and if you, uh, yeah. It's crazy, how, it's crazy how sometimes just to go to a, a 10 second effort to a customer can be the major struggle of a company to get that customer data. And it's really important that you mention that out. And one of the things that stood for me is that match that you do, let's say in your, um, in everyone that's, um, I know it's a web like cloud-based, so it's easier for, for everyone to, to really get a hold of, of precise. But from what I understood, you really connect, let's say, our own personal measurements with, let's say, industry measures. This means that if, if you have a, a, a customer base of brands that had, a, of course, their difference in between sizings, you are going to give that information to, to a customer, right? If you have the Adidas size, you have the Nike size, if you have the Zara size, you can go granular in that regard. So did I understand that correctly? Exactly. This is exactly what we're doing. So when you're uh, shopping for Nike, you see that you're an M for Nike, but you're an S for Zara, you're an L for Adidas. And this is the information that we provide you with. Nice. Nice to know. And uh, super interested because as business development manager, Alexandra, you have, of course, a privileged look over the industry acceptance to your unique project. How do you see this wheel uh, in between fashion brands and retailers? Do, they, do you see that wheel? Uh, of these brands to go a little bit beyond the typical purchase experience? Absolutely. Um, I think that um, especially in the last uh, six months, a lot has changed. Uh, before that, um, we actually saw that uh, not everyone wants to go digital. Not everyone wants to use more tools to uh, make the e-commerce experience better for their users. Now, I don't know whether it's the time, what is the technology, whether it's like actually the uh, influence of, of uh, Corona, of COVID, uh, but we see that a lot is changing in this industry. I'm also all in constant exchange with, you know, the very, very big uh, players in, in the whole internet industry, <laughs> not naming any names, but um, actually we see that, um, all the big corporates, even like the tech corporates, are going more and more into the fashion and e-commerce direction. And um, we see that uh, finally uh, brands are introducing 3D data. We finally see that uh, brands are starting to get more and more digital, more and more sustainable. That a lot is happening in uh, this industry. And it's very nice to see that uh, finally 
there's some change. Nice. And uh, I love this bridge that you already made into sustainability. Of course, we we need to tackle that in the in the podcast. And uh, one one of the things that really stood for me in your value proposition was uh, was returns. Uh, and let's talk about it. I mean, it has been seen as one of the major sustainable downsides of the growth of e-commerce. Um, seeing companies delivering thousands, sometimes millions online with double-digit return rates, of course, means uh, terrible news for carbon emissions based on these deliveries. How do you want, let's say, how do precise want to particularly tackle uh, this slice of, of the return part of the business? Because, of course, with, with the perfect fit, you can definitely help a lot there. Exactly. So by using the actual body measurements of the people and matching it to product data, uh, we really want to eliminate size-related returns. Of course, we can't do this much for now for own subjective, subjective meanings like, oh no, I don't like the color because it looked different, differently online. But I think there are many other great companies that are tackling this issue with uh, colors and other things. But for us, it's really like the size-related returns that we want to eliminate. Um, by From our customers now, we know that uh, yeah, approximately 52% of the SaaS-related re returns. Uh, yeah, there are less SaaS-related returns for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, this, the case is that um, our users uh, that are using Precise, they can actually see where will which clothing fit. So we're showing how the fit will be on the chest, on the waist, on the hips. And this helps a lot. So um, the customers, the users, they can actually say whether they want, you know, like to have a slim fit, to have a loser fit. And so we uh, kind of want the people to order the things that they think will fit and where we say that they will fit. So subjective meaning like I want it to be slim fit, I want it to be loose, plus um, the product data matching. Amazing. And the truth is that the range uh, in, in fashion has increased so much. And especially when it comes to sizing, we can have at the very same time an oversized slim fit, right? With long sleeves, short sleeves and, and all of that. I think that, uh, let's say, not the, the same piece of garment has evolved into this multiple possibilities to really go to each and every one's style. So how amazing is that you also ultimately measure to that taste because ultimately someone will want a perfect loose fit if we can if we can uh, put it this way but there is perfect loose fit as well it doesn't need to be perfectly slim to be a perfect size and it's interesting that you match that all together and uh, one of the things that i saw in your website and uh, we don't have to debunk this particular case in detail but you have an amazing business case there with reduction on returns i, I think it was a staggering 74 percent. i don't know if this is the exact number nevertheless it was a huge decrease on on returns and my question for you is how do you feel the brands about this particular um, aspect of their business do you see the do they see the value of the returning decrease alexandra and on a more kind of uh, honest taking do you think that they see the value of decreasing returns only business-wise or do you really as someone that talks to the brands do you feel this uh, let's say, genuine, growing concern about the environment? Both. Actually, it's both. Nice to know. Um, 
I mean, what, what we are basically achieving is that on the one hand, there are like the yeah, less size related returns, which means uh, less cost for the brands for shipping, returning things. At the same time, um, we are taking the uncertainty of the sizing from the end users, from the customers of our customers. So people are actually buying more if they see, oh yeah, this is my perfect size and the size differs from brand to brand, from top to bottom, whatever. And the third thing is the, uh, yeah, the sustainable, the environmental um, effect. Because of course, with every return, there's a lot of carbon dioxide. Um, yeah, you know that I don't, I think I don't have to say it, but uh, yeah, every return needs to be washed or ironed or thrown away and it's like, very, very horrible for environment. Um, so about the decision makers, what happens there? Um, what we see is that they're at different brands, so especially like with the sizing. So I see that uh, small and mid-sized companies, they actually care a lot about sustainability, especially like the smaller ones that are now like, you know, popping up, the, these new ones, uh, one, two years old. And it's super nice to actually work with them because they really, uh, know exactly where their clothing is from, garments are from, um, super, super nice. Um, especially for the bigger ones, they're like huge teams. And of course, uh, what do decision makers care about? They care about uh, less costs. Um, and, but not only less costs, but also like, uh, yeah, to actually earn more money. If a shop says that they're more sustainable, um then they might earn more money <laughs> which is again good for them um for me i see it as a really big positive external effect you know like even if a shop just cares about um yeah reducing costs uh, at the same time they're actually you know by using precise they're getting more sustainable um, so this is the very positive effect that no matter what they actually want to achieve, uh, they have like these three things that I just said, like the uh, less costs, uh, more conversions and more sustainability. Uh, they get all the three of them. Of but, course. And ultimately we won't be naive, especially to these big corporations and, uh, and saying that uh, they wouldn't care about the cost. But I think it's interesting that you mentioned there and from your experience that indeed, embracing more uh, sustainable practice or embracing a practice that even if for them, which is a case of returns, ultimately falls firstly in a business practice, but you know, well communicated that can be part of a sustainable storytelling that every company is also looking to, uh, looking to achieve. And uh, that really stood for me and it's great to have that feedback. And Alexander, look at the roadmap uh, of, of the company and being this uh, of course, a sustainable-driven podcast for uh, for fashion. How do you see precise future in this particular vertical of uh, sustainability? Do you, uh, we've talked about returns and what others are there or will be there? Um, let's say fundamentals that you really wish to to tackle and uh, and bring together for for the industry. Because one of the things that I think it's super interesting is that precise really connects the customer with the brand in that in that perspective perspective so it's really interesting because you get that also i would say intel from b2c and we know that for sustainability we we have this idea that consumers are more demanding 
and brands are trying to keep up with the consumer. So how do you see all of this and how does it unfold and compact into a, let's say a sustainable roadmap for Precise, if there is any? Of course, there is one. So um, one thing that we're going to introduce in the next, I don't know, six to 12 months is actually the size ID, which you will be able to use across shops that are supporting price, uh, which actually means that you really know what brand you can wear, which size you can wear, which is really, really good to on our, for our mission to eliminate size related returns. Um, the second thing, which is, of course, in our roadmap, is virtual try-on. I already mentioned that we are using 3D body models, but for now, it's only in the back end. So we really want to work with companies that are working with 3D product data to offer this virtual try-on for people to actually see how it will look like. And this is what I mentioned, the you know subjective part of uh, e-commerce, which doesn't have anything to do with sizing, to actually also tackle this issue. And um, well, uh, last but not least, um, our very very big vision is of course the uh, yeah the mass mass customization. So uh, a world without any size where everyone just like you know scans themselves with precise and the data gets directly to the fabric and everyone's getting the clothing that really is you know customized for them uh, but to be honest uh, I think this will start like maybe five years to be a bit commercial and uh, maybe eight to ten years until this is the normal status quo <laughs> Exactly, but it's super nice to know. And uh, one of the things that, uh, even on, on my on my role talking with a lot of brands, we do see uh, a massive room there um, uh, on customization. I think brands are taking a look at at more even vertical uh, solutions where they can they can really go a little bit deeper on customization. And one of my previous guests at this show, Jess Fleischer from uh, Son of a Tailor, it's an awesome example of how you can scale a, a, a made-to-order business. So I think there are good examples and there are ways that we can uh, improve. And I really hope that Precise can be a strong, strong tool for every brand that wishes to, to pursue in this. And um, super interesting to know about your sustainable roadmap, Alexandra. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you. I wish you and uh, Precise all the best uh, to keep reshaping the industry. I will be, as you know, we follow ourselves on LinkedIn, so I will keep myself posted on every news. And um, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me and I wish you a great day. <laughs> awesome, Alexander. And to everyone listening to today's episode, I hope you've learned as much as I did today uh, with Alexandra. And thanks for supporting. Keep being sustainably in love. Thank you so much for listening to Sustainably in Love. So what were your takings uh, from the episode? We really hope that you enjoyed it. And truthfully, our show could not grow without your support. Therefore, whether for good or bad, we would love to see your review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. And hope to see you on the next episode.